Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We talked about Vladimir Putin's intensifying fight there in Ukraine by mobilizing some reservists. The Federal Reserve is intensifying its fight against high inflation today, raising its key interest rate by a substantial three quarters of a point. This is the third straight time. But what does it mean for you? Oh, boy. Justin Finch is joining us live from Washington, D.C. with more on this. And, Justin, it was quite a roller coaster ride ever since the uh, the announcement came down about 11 o'clock Pacific time. Wow, that's right. You know, we were kind of braced for it. We knew it was likely coming, but there's nothing like the thud of hearing about another uh, interest rate hike coming your way. And this will have effects, of course, for all of us. It means uh, the cost of borrowing money overall is just going to go up. So for like consumer and business loans, we're talking about a range now of three to three and a quarter percent, the highest level since 2008. Another rough time economically for the U.S. It also means to take out a mortgage or get an auto or business loan, that will cost you a lot more, too. Uh, The greater hope here is that this will somehow move Americans, move consumers, move businesses to uh, eventually borrow and spend less, which would, in theory, cool the economy and uh, slow inflation. Uh, but officials say they're they're not done yet. There's likely more to come by the end of this year. Uh, they want to get that benchmark rate to around 4.4%. We're in a 3% range right now. It gives you a sense of how much farther we have to go on this. Uh, the goal had been a, a soft landing, one that would effectively tame inflation but not trigger a recession. Um, You don't have to be on the inside to know that at this point, the way things are going, the way they have gone, that soft landing is looking more and more unlikely. It seems like they have the Fed here has to try to, like you said, balance this. They've they've got to try to pull the plane up so that we're not into a recession, but at the same time, not stall and make sure that the inflation stays within a normal range here. I I don't see how they're going to be able to do that, regardless of what Jerome Powell said earlier. Uh, That's right. You know, as we see the markets go all over the place, whenever this news comes down, uh, much of what happens next is about the, the mindset of the markets and, of course, Americans, too. Um, When you hear that R word go out like that, it's going to influence behavior. And there's a real kind of unusual situation going on right now where the job market is very hot. Um, It doesn't quite align with the needs of our economy at this moment, which is to cool all of that off. Um, That destabilization going on right now over time could be brought to a more level situation uh, should these hikes continue at the pace they're going. But some are saying, when will be the stopping point? Because the more we do this, the more it shocks the system. And kind of what you're saying here is it has the potential to shock us right into what we don't want, which is an extensive recession. 
So the officials, I mean, sometimes what they say in their forecast means more than the rate hike, right? And they signaled right. the intention of continuing, like you were talking about, continuing to hike uh, until the funds level hits a terminal rate or endpoint. They said a 4.6% next year. Uh, that's right. And when you think about that 4.6 rate, that would then be about the highest rate we've seen since 2007. So when you look backwards to look forward, uh, 2007 was okay, uh, but 2008 we know is really rocky. Right. And to get to 2008, we have to get through 2007. So there, there is concern, too, about the, the response time of the Fed in this case. Did they wait too late and are now putting all the weight on the scale when it could have been parsed out sooner and lighter had they responded much earlier than just now? Just it's, This is the strangest thing, because while all of this is going on, our unemployment rate is down near record lows, and the job market seems to be pretty good, but it's just everything else seems to be dragging us down economically. So it's strange, strange times we find ourselves in. They, they say unprecedented, so I'm going to go with it. You know, um, it's very odd to track and make sense of, that's for sure. Yeah. Justin, thanks for breaking that down for us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Justin Finch there for ABC News in uh, in Washington, D.C. Well, we've been teasing this story. It's called Slobbing Out and Giving Up, and it's very popular here in America. They call it goblin mode. Why? Because goblins don't care what they look like. A goblin mode is about a complete lack of aesthetic. <laughs> a new phrase has entered the, ge- the zeitgeist, one of Oscar's favorite words. <laughs> Goblin mode. Spending the day in bed watching 90 Day Fiance on mute while scrolling endlessly through social media, pouring the end of a bag of chips in your mouth. I did that yesterday. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. You don't want to waste the I did it. The crumbs are just as good as the full chips. It was just my third snack size bag. They're a little saltier. Uh, downing Eggo toaster oven waffles with hot sauce Ew. over the sink because what? you can't be bothered to put them on the plate. Oh, Who puts hot sauce on their Eggos? Don't. People are going to... Oh, you're right. You're right. I got in trouble for saying that people would eat a toasted S sandwich if it was for free, like I was being serious. People are going to eat crap, Shannon. <laughs> I'm going to stop listening to you and talking about crap sandwiches. More people leaving the house in their PJs and socks. You've seen a lot of that. You've seen a lot of the PJs in public and on and planes. It's, listen, it's one thing to be comfortable. Yeah, I'm a huge advocate of when I leave here, Hard pants go in the drawer, short pants come out. Oh. I am a Are they short hard pants or are they like little Larry Bird PJ type pants? Very rarely do I wear you mean like sweats, like cut off sweats? Yeah. Rare. Yeah. If I'm around the house, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I got told that, that looks pretty low class. <laughs> you did? Yes. So they're hard, hard short pants. Hard short pants. Hard short pants. They're just shorts. That's I am a huge advocate for that. I wear t-shirts 90 no, what's the 24 the 4. So 70% of my life is spent in t-shirts. And on Fridays I wear them here. But the idea that you go a step below that where you're like the t-shirt that maybe should have been washed a couple of weeks ago and you just threw back in the drawer because you're like, whatever. I kind of fight with myself over this, um, just not caring as much. Like, 
uh, what I'm wearing or whatever coming to work. And it's funny because during the pandemic, I tried to definitely care. Like I tried to put effort into what I looked like because I thought it was important not to let myself go to complete hell. Right. You wanted to keep, if nothing else, right. the patterns the same of what you were doing yes. to get ready. I could control the fact that I looked nice despite the world collapsing. Yeah, I'm not doing That's gone by the wayside for me. And it's not good because now more and more people are coming back to work. And here I am experiencing homelessness over here most days of the week. And I find that when I do take the time to put myself together, I feel better. Days are better. I'm, I'm fascinated, though, by the people who have given up. And I'm fascinated by the, the idea that go now goblin mode itself, that term has been around for a while, 10 plus years or something like that. Um, but according to Google Trends, it started to rise in popularity in February and spiked after a headline attributed a quote to the uh, with the phrase to Kanye West and it girl of the moment, the very disturbing Julia Fox. Um, she clarified in an Instagram story later that she never used the term goblin mode. But basically, the Twitter user who made up this headline as a joke said that while the headline was fake, she believes God, goblin mode is a very real phenomenon. It's kind of the opposite of trying to better yourself. It's uh, social media driven, as you can imagine. So many things are these days. On TikTok, hashtag goblin mode is often accompanied by the adjacent phrase of feral girl summer uh. because it is the pendulum swinging the other way from hot girl summer, right? Uh, this is all about being the opposite of that girl. And it is accompanying and it's it's very popular to say things like uh, my body is a garbage can with an expiration date and i got no time for healthy s uh other other is that the tattoo that you had removed no uh <laughs> other uh posts this one with nearly a hundred thousand views says i love barely holding on to my sanity and making awful selfish choices and participating in unhealthy habits and coping mechanisms it's just popular right now to not look put together not take care of yourself and make bad decisions culinarily and otherwise it's just what's popular right now. I know enough. And it's going to shift. It'll go the other way again. But right now, it's not there. I know enough young women who have made, whether it's a conscious choice or not, to do that exact thing. Yeah. The hair washing is down to a time. Well, you even commented on it. Was it yesterday, day before? Somebody said, not around here, but it was on TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, you're like, oh, apparently they're out of shampoo or she needs some dry shampoo or whatever. Just in terms, and that person was on television. That you would allow that to happen. You're going to walk out of the house, you're going to be around other people, and you're not going to even go so far as to wash your hair. I, did, it, I don't wash my hair every day. Otherwise, it'd be an oily mess. But I do use the dry shampoo when I don't use the real shampoo. But you've never, in how many years? 49 years that I've known you, I've never once said to myself, oh, it's time for somebody to wash the hair. Oh, thank you. I've never thought that about you as well. The, oh, well you I'm, always I, seem bathed. I will rephrase that. 
Except it was approximately for, yeah, eleven thirty at night. No, 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 Cleveland. Philly was fine. Oh, oh, it was okay. Cleveland. Oh, we're doing Jack Casino secrets now. It was after the plane had been delayed for eight hours. You looked. I've got pictures of you on that plane as well, sir. I didn't. I'm That's not saying you I had was... the pocket owl and a hat on, and then you took your hat off, and it was Armageddon under there. And I put the mask on. You remember the the little oh, like def- yeah, the... exfoliating mask or whatever you put on? We did self care. We did some self care for you. Justin Worsham is with us. Jacob's like, enough of you guys. Uh, I'm really trying to find the limits of when they tell me you can't come Jacob's back Jacob's like, we're talking about kids, not stripping. Robin just pulls me aside. You know, Justin, um, Jerry Shannon are normally very articulate and intelligent, except Wednesday 1.30 to 2, so we'd really like to... Change that, please. We love uh, it when Jacob, uh, Jacob, when Justin comes in because uh, I'll get your name right one of these. What days. is? It's fine. Nice to meet you, by the way. I'm flattered. Um, Jacob's a good-looking guy. You come in and we talk about uh, parenting issues um, because you're a parent, and I that's am. why. Yeah. So it makes you a, a official. Did it? There Twice. was an article in CNBC about someone who raised successful people and then wrote a book how to. Raise successful Yeah, people. her children, two, I don't know if these are all of her children. If they're not, I feel bad for whichever children were not credited in this article. But she is the <laughs> mother of the CEO of YouTube and the mother of the CEO of 23andMe. And her other child is a doctor. Mm-hmm. So she talks, she wrote a book on how to raise a successful child. I she raised two a- successful ones and nine <laughs> morons. I have a, a problem with. Oh, oh, get it. I can't wait. Go. Just bragging, oh, like when parents take credit for their kids' success. Like, sure, oh, no. it's part of the recipe, absolutely. But like the braggadocious, my children are CEOs and a doctor, and I'm going to tell you how to raise your children because I'm so great at it. So you're not flattered when your parents go, "My daughter is a successful radio and sports t- uh, personality." They don't like, do that. They don't do that. <laughs> how do you know they don't do that? They don't do that. I bet you they're listening right now, aren't they? No, probably not. They, they don't like. Too. They don't like your segment. <laughs> That's, fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just kidding. No, it's not. You, it's, you it's, left the door open. No, I did. It's great. I love it because now just imagine him like, oh, it's Wednesday. Click. <laughs> your dad's switching over to ESPN. <laughs> just, I, I, it's it's incredible. Um, it's incredible. Uh. Hubris. Hubris. There's a great word for it. For you to assume. Now, listen. You can set up. You can set up the guardrails. I'm going to say it so I don't cry. You can set up the guardrails about how you're going to how you live your life, right? Because as much as you can instruct your kids to do one thing, I believe the the bigger influence is your practice yes. the, what you what you do as yeah. opposed to the rules. The that example you're gonna you set. Yes. The example you set. Yeah. If I'm going to say, listen, nobody in this house is leaving until every morsel on that plate is is gone. And I, you know, throw half of my food off of my plate into the garbage can or Your something. Your rule like means that. nothing. But the rules it's it's crap. Mm-hmm. You, but um you you've got to be able to set up the basic foundations of it, but it's the kids that are going to decide what goes on that foundation. Your point I uh read this book called Fooled by Randomness and it's a book about investing. And what's interesting is the, the the theme or tone of it is the idea that, you know, we look at people who are successful and we see them as some kind of recipe to follow. But in actuality, a lot of it is just random, like yeah. to, to totally. the luck in a certain. And I don't I'm not trying to take away from any of these people's success in any way, shape or form. But he uses the example of Warren Buffett. He's like Warren Buffett had 
uh, a long history of investing. Um, and so therefore he was successful in that way, but that doesn't mean that there aren't tons of other people who did exactly his philosophy, but did not achieve the success that he had. Does that make them any less, uh, equipped to be successful? Right. You know, I, was their point. I just wanted to clarify that my problem is not with people who brag about their kids success. Like that's great. Mm -hmm. But when people brag about it and then pat themselves on the back that they're the reason their kids are successful because of their parenting style. Mm. That's when I think I have more of a problem with we it. We may not. I, it's funny. Because like, I love hearing people brag about their kids okay. like all day long. I think you should. I think it's great. Um, but when you're like, and it's because of me. That's that's where it kind of be, that's where the territory I think she. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest that I walked in here thinking this was gonna go one way and now it's pivoted to a different way that has made me very reflective that I'm wondering how much of I need to I'm trying to go back and reflect at all the moments and there are a lot that I'm very proud of my kids I just had one with my 11 year old I make them track their money that they spend on like video games and their money that comes in on allowance so they have a little checkbook register app in their phone and they've been blowing through money and the 11 year old I'm a little suspicious. I was like, I don't know. This guy, he's a swindler in my mind. Like, I'm just like, he's. He, I know he's getting one over on me. Do you think he's embezzling? A little bit. Yeah, I think he's embezzling money from me. So, and, and, and you know what? Equal levels of pride. You know what I mean? If you could outsmart a 43-year-old grown man with gray hair oh, yeah. for a tune of like 40, 60 bucks, totally. good on you, man. Good totally. on you. So I tried to catch him. I did a little audit recently because uh -huh, uh -huh. he wanted to get some heirloom on Apex Legends. And he's like, no, I got the money. I was like, I don't know. And I went back and looked at his transit. Spot on, like yeah. almost perfect accounting. Like, uh -huh. like he knew he was going to get audited for a white collar crime. And I was very proud. Like, yeah, he took very detailed notes on oh, what he was spending a, and where it was awesome. going. And so I was very proud. And then I'm wondering, like, because I know that that's a little bit of me. Like, they see me get up every morning and check my checking account. And I don't know if I'm indirectly taking credit for this thing that he did. But he also has a gambling problem. What? <laughs> he does. He loves to bet on the horses <laughs> with Auntie Shannon. <laughs> but he's good at it. He's winning he so far. He is. So, well, anyway, real quick before we uh, head out, just to give you an overview, their overall point is helicopter parenting doesn't work. And so she even got it collaborated to uh, make Shannon throw up in her mouth a little bit more by Elon Musk's mother said the same thing. Helicopter parenting isn't the way to do it. You have to trust your kids to do their own thing, make their own choices. You have to respect them and find out what their gifts are, not try to push them to be attorneys or lawyers or teachers or whatever. Let them choose that thing and then give them the independence to go out and do that kind of stuff. And then also teach them kindness and compassion. These are the traits that if you give your kids and set to your point, they talk about it, setting the example for your kids. That's how you can raise a kid who can be independent and successful. We know from other studies that um, that motherhood can change the structure of a woman's brain. But yep. fatherhood has been, for the most part, overlooked until some new research shows neurological changes among first-time dads also. Yes, so they did a MRI on the brain of a bunch of dads between Spain. They had, some of them were in Spain. Some of them were here in the U.S., and as a control group, half of the dads uh, did not, ha or half of the men didn't have children. So they could compare the two. And what they experienced was a uh, shrinking that was confined to the area of the brain known as the default mode network, which is associated with parental acceptance and warmth. So you would, yeah, it seems contradictory that you're like, well, why is the brain, the part of the brain that's for parenting, shrinking? And so then it becomes a little bit of a clickbait scenario because what happens is, is that what they're saying is that the brain becomes more streamlined 
in those areas. And I think it's related. I'm not a neurosurgeon or anything like that, but based on what I'm reading here is it looks like it's like that becomes streamlined because it's just activated in a more intense way and you're using okay. it more like often. A, like a muscle is going to tighten yes. up or something. And I I'm bringing this from neurosurgeon. I am in a lot of that ways, guys. I think I'm very qualified if St. Joe's ever needed somebody to fill in. I mean, I'm not going to be a first string, but and I could be a nearby. second. You're I could be nearby. a second chair yeah. brain surgeon very yeah. easily. How is it? How hard is it? You just say stat. Yeah, you you hold the, the scalpel and stuff on. They're there's not going to know. There's a nurse sitting across from me that when I go here, she goes, no, 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 not there. Not there. You're getting oh, colder. Here. Yeah. <laughs> but they uh, they also talk about uh, women experiences too, uh, but men experience it to a greater degree, which I also thought was interesting. But it seems to be that it's more about streamlining, not getting dumb, like one would assume when feel, your brain is shrinking. Don't you think that my brain changed a little bit when I was going to get hand guitar? Oh, that's a good point. I think so. You seemed pretty distraught after the loss, too. Maybe right. there was another shift after that. Like in the nesting phase when I was getting all the toys and yeah. stuff. That was weird. That was. That was very weird. That was a very unexpected change. Yeah. Because you purchased everything. That, that hamster was going to live such a wonderful life. I, I thought we, when you brought that cage, I don't even know if that's the correct term home. For it. No, home. Yeah. Sorry, the home. home. Yeah. To the news and brews that you eventually gave to somebody who is going to also adopt, you know, a, adopt hamster. a hamster. Yeah. That thing was larger than my car. That's right. Because the hamsters need space to I live their best life. I don't, yeah, not like a and corral. And a hammock yeah. and, a, and a wheel mm. and a little the water bottle and the carpeting. Don't forget the carpeting. No, you just put sawdust, I thought. No? No. Don't, don't be an animal, Justin. That's... Sawdust is not good for them. It's really oh, bad. Really? Yeah, yeah really out. bad, actually. Did you know that before this? No. Nobody knew that before. You learned so much from this show. Thank you, Justin, as always. That's, that, my brain just shrunk in hamster parenting. <laughs> my plasticity <laughs> is at a zero right now. John looks like he wants to end it all. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.